And there's just this woman who lived way up in these mountains, and she is like this wizard. And <laughs> I walked in her house, and she had like wait, this is all reality. With, yeah, okay. It was filled with plants and like beakers with things boiling and stuff. You just and, came across her. Or you already knew her. Uh, so a friend of a friend hooked me up, and uh, uh, since I since I've been doing the psychedelic show, lots of people have been putting me in touch with like really weird uh, outlets for things. Whoa. But she is like so. Uh, so you want DMT? What else did you want? I'm like, what else? I'm like, what else do you have? <laughs> and then she just starts listing all the shit I'd never even heard of. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I am the newly mobile Ari Shafir, walking on my broken leg, broken ankle. <laughs> I had a show. I had a show and, uh, yesterday, two days ago, whatever, at the improv. And uh, it, was, it was kind of a, they have a lot of different types of shows in LA like me I have my storyteller show you know it's not like a normal stand-up show so this show was a uh, talk show uh, comedians would go on one after another they would go on do you know 10 minutes of material and then uh, the host would they had a desk set up and they'd interview the comedians um, you know talk show style kind of like getting invited over to the couch from Johnny Carson but only that segment only that third segment um I had a C minus set. I am working on this material, this anti-political material, and uh, people actually—I I believe it's not going well. It's going badly right now. I was doing it before with 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 more aplomb. I don't know what that word means. I think that might be right. Um, better results, but I'm doing it now, and everyone's real political now with Bernie and Hillary and Donald and the other guy. People are real political now. So when I tell people not to vote. They sort of get angry at me. Also, let's look at it realistically. If they're not laughing, I haven't made it funny enough. So I just kind of kept trying to push it. Anyway, regardless of that, um, I had like a C minus set. Wasn't a fan of the crowd. Not a fan of the crowd. So anyway, I'm up there with my crutches on. The guy, the host, Steven, he, he, he's like, hey, what happened to the... <laughs> he goes, what? What happened to your? Uh, what happened to your leg? I go, eh, you know, I don't, I, let's not talk about it. He goes, no, no, come on, man. What, what, what's going on? What happened? What happened? I'm like, yeah, it's not. Just let's don't don't worry. It's not. It's not a big deal. Don't don't worry about it. And uh, so then he moved on like a minute, and then a minute later, he's like, seriously, come on, you're not gonna tell what happened to the leg. I was like, uh, it's, it's not. It's I have. Pre- it's precancer cells. Uh, it's uh, they had to take a biopsy of some some stuff, and he was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Yeah, it's not. Let's not talk about it." And then he goes, "The crowd gets weird," and then he goes, "Oh, yeah, all right. I'm I'm, I'm sure it'll be okay." And I'm like, "That's." Ah, 
the doctors aren't that confident, but, um, you know, it's not life threatening, I guess is the, is the silver lining. Worst case, you know, I just lose the foot, but it's not, it, it, it'll be a while before it comes to that. Anyway, <laughs> I just left it there. I didn't say, nah, nah, I'm just kidding. I just left it there. I haven't punished a crowd like that in a long time. It felt really good. It felt really good just to punish a crowd for 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 justifiably not laughing at me. I mean, they weren't the only ones that night. I did f- four sets and three out of the four fucking tanked. One was good, though. At Laugh Factory, it's too easy. Um... Welcome to Archie Vers Captain Tank, everybody. 258, episode 258. We've done 258 of these. Plus, episode 2013, which I should have renamed by now. The whatever it was. I have someone that are like not named. So I've probably been like 275 of them. That's just a guess. 2013. That was the first one in 2013 where I broke down my album, Revenge for the Holocaust. If you guys haven't listened to that, Fucking go take a listen. It's a fucking breakdown of stand-up comedy. It's the first one I did on my own album. That way you can listen to the album and get a nice breakdown of stand-up. Listen, that's not the important thing. The important thing here is what I did as a host. I nailed it, you guys. I went into this interview with Shane Moss. I had this plan. The plan was to talk about rock climbing. He's really big into rock climbing now. You know how I get? You get a comedian funny comedian who has a hobby who has something that most other comedians don't have let's do it perfect time to get you on let's talk about rock climbing but then we start talking you'll hear it we start talking it gets to psychedelics pretty fast maybe just mushrooms maybe dmt i'm not even sure i forget and then uh and then he was like yeah i've got a lot of experience with psychedelics and i made the move ari shafir host extraordinaire makes the move and says, scrap that topic. I'll get back to it later. Same thing I did with Godfrey when we did that podcast about race. That was one of the best ones I've ever done. Me and Godfrey, me and this black comedian talking openly and without judgment about race, about black and white. I like how Mexicans, I mean, Latino people are always like, hey, uh, can we be involved in a discussion about race? And black people and white people are like, shut up, we're talking. Um... So yeah, he's had tons of experience with all sorts of psychedelics, Shane, Shane Moss. Moss. Why did I say Mouse? His name is spelled M-A-U-S-S. Shane is a really funny comic. There's a few com- okay. There's a few comics. I think like definitely under ten. I, I know of two or three who are like legitimately funny, not hacky road guys. Like most good comics live or have lived in LA or New York. The really good comics, you know. And there's other people who are starting in whatever city and they kind of like, you know, San Francisco has a scene, Denver has a scene, um, uh, uh, Chicago has a scene, you know, lots of places have scenes. But guys that come out of those scenes like Ben Roy for, uh, for, for uh, Denver, you know, um, they do a lot of stand-up in that city. But there's some guys who don't live in, in the big two, LA or New York. I'm just talking about American comics. They don't live in the big two, and yet 
So, okay, so what happens to a lot of people is when they're road comics, they develop these road hacky acts. They're not, they're doing jokes that, if, if you lived in LA, you would, you would see them like a thousand times. But they don't live in LA, they live in the road. And so they don't see a lot of comics, so they don't really know what's hacky. Kind of like, uh, at, at one time, this is the best example of it, um, that guy who got stung to death by a, by a sea porcupine, whatever his name is, the animal dude, uh, crocodile hunter. Um, at some point, everyone was doing the crocodile hunter jokes. A lot of it was, I think I had one too, actually. But I was garbage. I was a garbage comic. Um, uh, they should do crocodile hunter. Oh, no, that was survivor. Survivor in the ghetto. But they put crocodile hunter in any situation, and that's the fucking joke. If you're a road guy, that shit works perfectly. And you come to LA, people go, come on, bro. Fucking uh, girls' night out stuff. There's just a bunch of like drinking heavy stuff. It's just, a, I, I don't know what exactly. I can't really tell, define or analyze it. I just know when I see it. It's just road hack. There's a few guys, though, and that happens with people when you just live on the road, when you don't really uh, do like a week on the road and then a week in a relevant city like New York or LA where you see a bunch of comics. You stay on the road, you don't get that pull back to oh what's not hacky but there's two or three guys who have managed to make a living on the road who just do road comedy and are still fresh inventive and above all funny comics dan cummins is one he's never around la i mean he lives here i guess but he's never around he doesn't work out in the clubs of los angeles and i don't know where he was before that and shane moss is another one he started in Boston, I think, moved to Austin, Texas, had a half-hour special and never been in L.A. or New York when the half-hour actually meant something. And, uh, yeah, he's just a like legitimately hilarious comic. I've hung out with him in Australia, uh, Austin, uh, lots of places. He's a fun guy. I did not know he was this into psychedelic drugs. So... Um, that's what we're going to talk about. By the way, oh, a couple wrote, well, I'll get to that afterwards. The new 2016 shirt is out just in time for late March. <laughs> okay, I'm not the most organized guy in the world. But the end of the road tour is here. Um, like I said before, I'm going off the road at the end of this special. October 22nd. I'll be uh, just be performing in LA or New York. Occasional music festival gigs stuff like that short sets only um i'm gonna try to develop an hour about judaism uh, and i think i can do that i think that'll fit my going off the road the reason is not because i'm tired of the road uh, i actually enjoy the road i actually enjoy going to new clubs going to places like the denver comedy works indianapolis crackers I, f I have a good time i have a good time doing comedy just in lots of different lots of different environments so but I'm going off the road because I feel like a lot of my material has become about the road, about travel. I have a whole thing about TSA in my last special. I have a bunch of stuff about Thailand this special. And I, I want to I reforest. I want to get my heart broken. I want to get into a fight with my neighbors. I want to do I don't know, normal things and then draw from that for my stand-up. I mean, I had a normal life. If not on the road, I had more of those situations. You know, but now, not as much. So, 
It scares me. It scares me to give up, I guess, all my income. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be giving up 100% of my income. I mean, no, I can still make, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks a week in, in New York. Maybe even 300, actually. Yeah, maybe even 400, actually. No, I can make like 500, 600 bucks in New York. So, you know, I can make money on that, but not enough to pay for New York rent. Yeah, not enough to pay for New York rent. If I make 600 bucks a week, I, that's not, forget taxes. It's still not enough to pay for New York rent. Oh, that's what I forgot to put into that fucking political shit. Anyway, so I'm going off the road and I'm calling this tour the end of the road tour. And the t shirts are out and they look amazing. If you want to buy one, go to AriTheGreat.com slash merch, maybe. I don't know. Go to AriTheGreat.com. There's a link on the top. Um, it's sick. Kevin Christie made it. Um, put the word out just like every year to a bunch of comics, not a bunch of comics, a bunch of people saying, submit something for me. And Kevin did. And, uh, it's the first time I know somebody who actually made one. The 2012 shirt, this guy, Ted Park, Dan Worms did one. Monica Ikaboot did the skeptic tank t-shirt. I think I have another skeptic tank t-shirt coming. Um, some guy in Australia made a t-shirt. And this year, Kevin Christie. It's great. It's great. All black. Went back to black. Um, very little reference to me. Just on the sleeve. But you guys know. The end of the road. So that's it. And the end of the road tour continues with dates in Irvine on Thursday. Irvine Improv with Danish and O'Neill and Jerron Horton. And then uh, the following weekend, I'm going to Tempe, Arizona. March 30th, April 1st and 2nd. Uh, Tempe Improv. I got one more. This is not happening. Show in LA. Which is March 29th. In the Belly Room. Just five bucks, you guys. If you ain't coming, you're missing out on great shows. It's the last one before I go back to New York. And I have one on April 11th at the Un- at Union Hall that I haven't booked at all yet. Um, maybe I'll get Joe List to do that. Also, don't forget to watch This Is Not Happening every Tuesday night. This week... You got Al Madrigal telling one of the best stories of the year. Joe DeRosa telling a great story. Felipe Esparza telling the the uh, the meaningful story of the year, probably. Probably the most meaningful one. Really good one. But Madrigal's made me laugh so hard. I mean, during the editing stuff, Madrigal's made me laugh so hard. So that's Tuesday night. Um, go to This Not Having Playlist to see all the stories one by one every Tuesday. Oh, Magicals will be out is one of the early ones. Most of them we're doing like one by one, one a week. So they'll be keep coming out, uh, the uncut versions of it, up until September, one a week. But, you know, watch it now until then on TV. DVR it, watch it, tell your friends. Tell your friends to watch. Tuesday nights at 12.30 a.m. on Comedy Central, Wednesday morning, right after at midnight. Um, all right, you guys, shall we start? Shall we begin? My favorite topic, psychedelics. It's not my favorite topic, but I like it. Maybe suicide might be my favorite topic. Sui- what have what, what you guys heard a lot from me? Suicide talk? Drug talk? I guess some sex-related things? And I don't know, who knows what else. All right, but let's start the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir Skeptic Tech, episode 258. 
Psychedelia. With a hilarious comic, my friend and yours, Mr. Shane Moss. Starts now. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, yeah. We chased our pleasures here. Dug our treasures there. April? Yeah, you can plug shows in April. For sure. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. Even early April? Yeah, early April. Wait, right. what are we now? March something? Yeah, we're like the... 12th, 18th? 15th. Yeah, this will be, be on March. All right. Okay. What do you got in April? I'm doing Acme. I have a... Uh, Acme! Yeah. It's one of my favorite clubs I haven't been to yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Look at you in there. I know. Well, I go to Rick Brunson's thing in, in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. But I like yeah, his Edmonton room, but I don't like the Minneapolis room as much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and also I heard Acme is like one of the best rooms in the country. It is. Yeah, I I did that Edmonton room, and uh, I had a weird week there. Why? Um, are, are we recording right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh, fine. <laughs> is it a um, uh, so far, nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, oh, I, I well, I. I got to the airport, realized I had forgotten my passport. Oh, you need it for Canada. Yeah, and I had to, I had to go back. I, I went back, and, and then I missed the flight, and then the only way I was going to possibly get there that night is if I bought another ticket, which is like $900 or something oh. like that. And, uh, and so I did. So now I'm like not really making much on the week, and, and I, I drained my checking account and everything. And then I got there... And then that flight ended up getting delayed. I missed the flight anyway, so I would have been fine just oh, really? keeping. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, and so I'm in kind of a bad mood. And then I had, uh, and then I, I get there and I go to take a shit. And someone had, I didn't know it until I went to like give myself a courtesy flush. Someone had plugged the toilet. And as soon as I flush, I just hear it rising. I'm like, oh, no. Towards your butt? Yeah. Oh. And so I'm up and I'm running around <laughs> with my dirty butt, running, looking for a plunger. I'm like texting the guy, seeing if he has a plunger. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, oh, there should be one there. Otherwise, go to Home Depot. Is it the club or the, or the condo? The condo. Okay, okay. And, uh, and then, <laughs> and so, uh, and then I, I didn't have enough money to buy a plunger. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, how man. broke I was. Oh, man. And so I just account. had to leave it. And I, I just left it, and there's like just a mess standing, all over the water. floor that I put a bunch of towels on and stuff. And I was just because then I ended up flipping out on some lady because I was in such a shitty mood uh, during a show. And I was like, "Well, I guess I'm never working here again." <laughs> anyway. And you haven't. <laughs> and I and I haven't. Um, yeah, because I left got there last towels. minute, left shit everywhere, then harassed <laughs> our crowd members. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and missed a show. That's hilarious. Yeah. That was years ago. I, I, who knows? Maybe I haven't been back for other reasons. But I, I have a strong <laughs> feeling that that was Usually yeah. it's what you suspect. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. like, it's the one thing you don't expect, but usually it's what you, exactly yeah, yeah, what you yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I beat up the, the owner's daughter. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess it would probably have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I have uh, Acme coming. I, I, I have a different show. I have a show about psychedelics that I started doing that's different than my regular club act. What do you mean? Um, whole hour. I remember seeing you do a bit about mushrooms at, at the UCB that I thought was real cool. Not just because it was mushrooms, but the way you put it. I forget how you put it. It's something like super normal about like it's just your ego leaving your butt. It makes you look like you're... Yeah, I don't even... I, I've written well, you so said many... it was so clear. Um, it, I've written so many psychedelic jokes over the years, and I can maybe do like five minutes in like yeah. a regular set because I'm not like a big name drawer or anything. So a random audience, if they're cool, I can maybe do ten minutes. After that, I'm really going to start losing people. Because most of them are just like, we've never even seen this. Yeah, yeah. done it. So yeah. like, like please, like it was funny for a second as a stereotype, but now we have no idea what you're talking. Right. About. Yeah. So, um, so I, I one night I just riffed on psychic because it was all comics in the audience because the this weird weather thing. Yeah. And they made me perform anyway, and so I just riffed on psychedelics for like 45 minutes. That's a good audience for it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I have something here. And so I tried it out in some like little indie venues. So that's what... Wait, your whole hour is about psychedelics now? Um, not my regular club act, but I, I book like... Uh, so I'm doing like a Tuesday at Acme and then like a Wednesday in Helium in Portland. And then I'll do it on like off nights. But other, other than that, through the rest of the regular week, go? I just have to, a, a go, regular act. Oh. Do you go to a different name? Um, like, like, yeah, I like call it a good Shane trip Shaman or with Shaman Shane Moss. Moss. Oh, good trip. Yeah. Right. At first it was called This Is Your Shane on Drugs. Uh-huh. And That's then, not bad. That sounds like an Edinburgh festival uh, there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really, I patted myself on the back <laughs> when I thought of it. And yeah. then and then, I, and then what happened was, first off, everyone just lumped it in with every drug. So people thought that, oh. like, I was going to be, and then people thought I was going to be on drugs while performing. Damn. Uh, like, why would I be tripping while, per- that's like uh, such a horrible waste of a trip, a trip which i actually did once but uh, i've done it too it is a waste of a trip it's a fun experience for a stage but it's like could use these mushrooms at a different spot yeah i mean I, I pretty much did it for the story which there really wasn't much of a story to it other than i just remember like going it was, it was real good acid and i remember like kind of going back into this place in my mind where i was like kind of something else and i was like oh now i'm just like this weird thing in a comedian costume right now having to do this stupid <laughs> shtick when I'd, I'd rather be out looking at flowers and the stars acid would be hard much as I can control for 15 minutes to yeah. 30 whatever but like acid would be like yeah, I don't want to be here at all yeah I, the first show went alright but yeah. I did it when I had two shows in a night and I don't know why I did that to myself did you re-hit? Uh, no, no. no. You just I kept just extending. took it right before the first one yeah. so yeah acid usually lasts long enough it was yeah acid's so long stronger. i'm so scared of acid i know i don't i don't do it much i pretty i predominantly do i only do mushrooms a few times three four times a year but i do a fair amount of dmt really yeah how many times have you done dmt about 55 times 55 times yeah. where are you getting it now drug dealers or you make it um i don't make it nobody although, makes it nobody although, normal makes it right everyone says like because it's so impossible to find. Yeah. And now I have like these little pockets all over the place that I, I had can a couple find of people give it to me in San Francisco. Two different people gave me some, and then I've never seen it before or since. Yeah. Well, now that I do my psychedelic show, I get people all oh, the for time sure after, after the show. Yeah. They must show up with it. Yeah, because I because I do a long DMT thing at the end too, so people will be like, "Hey, give me a ring," <laughs> you know. Have you ever gotten like close on DMT and then not quite over the? Yeah, that's that's probably. Uh, out of the 55 times I've done, I'd probably say I've only had about 
35 breakthroughs, maybe? 35. And then I had three times where I broke through, but I was drunk when I did it. Never Ooh. never be drunk on, on DMT. It'll, like, put you in hell, basically. It really is just, like, exacerbated by whatever drug you're doing. So if you're all potted up and you drink, then it's, like, wor- worse high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse mushrooms, worse whatever. Uh, yeah. Why, I, what was it on DMT and, and, and alcohol? Well, <laughs> it was... So the... <laughs> The first time, it was uh, a New Year's. Uh, me and some comics we smoked. Uh, we smoked some before the shows, and then what? and it all had a successful trip. And yeah. then went and did like three, four shows. Yeah. Um, and then had, uh, and then and then got, and they got pretty rowdy too. So we were kind of. What do you mean three or four shows? Uh, there was four shows in a night on this. It, it was like an. It was in this like Holiday Inn or something where yeah. they had like a comedy club there, but they used some of the banquet rooms so they could so have like around? four shows oh, okay, and you do okay. like twenty minute sets or so whatever. You did DMT right before that, and then went and did right, a bunch of comedy. Which, okay. which you can do anything right after DMT, or at least I I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, within twenty minutes, I don't. I, I feel like I'm a hundred percent back to normal. Oh. Um, yeah. And then afterwards, we got drunk, and I had this. This guy had a, a Pax vaporizer, yeah. and I wasn't used to using that, and, 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 and it worked well the first time, which I bought a Pax, and I haven't had success ever since. But anyway. I, mean, I, only, I only can use them when other people have them and put the settings right. Yeah. Whenever I've tried to get them, I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah, me too. I gave my last one to Big J, and he was like, I can't use it either. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I, I, well, I found that if you're doing Freebase DMT, recently I had it with the Black Blackout X vaporizer. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. So, like, the you crystal. You smoked DMT from a PAX? Yeah. Oh, I thought I'm a, I thought you meant weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've you done smoked weed. DMT out of a PAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it vaporizes. Whoa, I've never so heard of that. Well, the Blackout X is the way to go. Okay. With that. At least in my experience. I've tried the Volcano. I bought this fucking Volcano just for DMT. because it, and And I cannot seem to get it to... Because I'm trying to get deeper and deeper, and it's hard yeah. to have enough to, like, you know, get all... Or, or by the time you've had, like, four hits, all of a sudden you can't see anything anymore. So I was trying to find ways to like just get more in faster. Yeah, mushrooms takes a while. You can just eat like if you want to eat a pound, you could before oh, it kicks yeah. in. Oh <laughs> yeah, and not advising that. Yeah, I, I, although the few times that I've done way too many mushrooms have been some of the best trips that I've had. Yeah. But, but on this New Year's, so we're all drunk and we go back. I'm like, I wonder if there's any DMT left in this packs, and I start hitting it, and. You know, there's vapor. I'm blowing out smoke. I'm like, oh, maybe there is. And then I was like, well, I'm not feeling anything. So maybe it's maybe it was just some leftover weed in there or something. Or it's just, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be working. And I just, like, gave up. And then all of a sudden I realized I couldn't move at all. <laughs> and everyone, <laughs> everyone in the room, I could just, like, move my eyes a little bit. And it was like... It was like I kind of knew like every little move they're going to make, and it was um, it was it was like there was a trail, but but different than like a mushroom trail or something like that. It was like if you took a picture of say you're moving your arm and you took like a, a hundred pictures during that movement, and each picture was like overlapping. Yeah. Um, so anyway, not important. But then I'm like, oh fuck, I I guess I can't move. And then I was able to close my eyes, and then finally I was able to lay back. And I had him play a song. 
And I knew, I was familiar with the song, and a totally different song played in my head. And rather than the regular DMT, like, which is a bunch of, like, fractals and stuff like that, um, I had, uh, (laughs) I had just this black, like, screen, like a video game screen, and it played a different, it played, like, shitty Atari music in my head, even though that's not the song that was played. And then it goes... You think this is a game? How's this for a game? What? And then, and then it what? shows like this shitty version of Pong and this ball <laughs> like going around really slowly. It's a like, shitty version uh, of Pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> shitty, very slow moving. It was like, how about this for the rest of your life? And I'm like, what? oh, I'm sorry, DMT. And then it like finally let me go, and I was like back to normal. Wow. That was the first time. And the second time I did it drunk was real crazy. As again, rather than like fractals and shooting through tunnels and seeing like spirits and, you know, whatever else I might sometimes see. I, I, I went in and it was just black and there was just these three beams of light that were like vibrating like sound waves. But they're, they're col- three different colors. And it was just three different black dudes having like a conversation about the weather or something like the most boring conversation I've ever heard in what setting in my life it was I have no idea they were just having this very boring conversation I was like what the fuck is going on right now and then all imagined uh, yeah I mean I I mean I'm not I think everything's in you your didn't head. You see I'm not, three black dudes. Right, right. Okay. No, there's just like three beams of okay. light that it made it seem like I was somehow tapping into this conversation that was, for all I know, my hearing just improved and I was hearing a conversation from like the hotel room next door or something right. like that. I don't know. But, uh, and then, the, and then the last time I did it drunk was the most recent time I did DMT and, <laughs> and I was, because I, I get nervous about doing it, so sometimes when I'm drunk, I'm like, yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes any ambitions to that, right? <laughs> right. And, and this time, just immediately, I didn't use any music or anything, and immediately it just was like this screen just in my face of like a, of like a border of, of like DMT land or whatever. It was just like, you can't come in here. And then there was this, again, there was like this black dude like dancing, in my face going like what the fuck are you doing here what are you doing here man what are you doing here kept on saying that over and over again and then i just saw like what seemed like hell or something like that and it was it was really troubling for a minute and then i was like all right i'm not scared of this anymore and then it just kind of went away like regular black dudes yeah, like they talk like, a big game, but they're uh, just like, like us. A stereotype of yeah. of, of of like uh, like a casting agent. Uh, <laughs> we need ca- more black casting. We need more street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so that was so that was strange, and the, which is completely unlike any other DMT trip, of course. Damn, fifty-five times. What do you yeah. carry it around with you? <laughs> no, not usually. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I have it. Because I'll get it, I'll be in like Colorado or Texas or something like that, and I'll get it, and I'll get a bunch of it, and so I'll, I'll have it in my car, but oh, yeah. I try not, to, probably not even They're something never looking should. for it. Well, I don't even think drug-sniffing dogs can, that may be inaccurate, but I, as far as I know, drug-sniffing dogs aren't, aren't trained to, and, and usually, nah, Seems like a waste I don't want to give away all my secrets, but oh, right. I'll, just package, I'll just package it in with like some other hippie-ish stuff, so it looks like, you know, like... Uh, uh, 
you know bath salts or something yeah. like, like that not not the drugs the actual bath salts oh right oh yeah toiletries are great for all, <laughs> for all the, like the weird drugs yeah yeah mushrooms are hard because when they see those like i know what these are it's yeah, like a yeah, bag yeah. Of dried regular mushrooms it's obviously something right acid's easy to hide yeah yeah Especially if it's tabs. Yeah. Or I don't, drops. I don't do much acid, but it's like, it would be so easy just to put it on a plane or something. Or, or I mean, take it on with me. On I know a, a guy who like, took it to no Mexico. He, he opened up his, uh, the, the trucks of his uh, skateboard and took off the fucking bearings, mm. the nuts, and stuck it up in there inside the, the wheelbase and then re-screwed everything. Yeah, I get so nervous flying with stuff. And I've done it enough times just like by accident where I'm like, yeah. oh, I had weed in my backpack. Oops. That's when I stopped getting nervous. When I did it by accident. <laughs> yeah. I, I reached in my pocket once on a hoodie, like all on the plane, it pulled out a roach, like a smelly roach. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. But if they're not stopping that, and they're never stopping the stuff that's in your bag. And, and I know at least one of those occasions I walked right by dogs in the airport because they're, they're there for bombs. They're yeah. not there for drugs. You think so? I think so, but... Me too, well, but I'm what, never sure. I know? When I see I mean, them sniffing I've, me, I was like... I, I can't even help it. I kind of flinch away from them. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like so it's gonna, not not worth it. I don't I don't like weed all that much. I'll, yeah. I, I smoke it when it's It's not worth it if it me. goes wrong, but it is worth it if you don't get caught. Then it is worth it. <laughs> right, yeah, I suppose. Same with robbing banks. And yeah, I mean, taking shitty else. Iowa weed back to you know <laughs> Southern California, that's not worth it. It's not even worth the room in your bag. Yeah. You know? But like... Yeah, taking California weed to Iowa, I would say that's for sure worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... I always fly from here because I'm like, they ain't stopping me in L.A. I think the edibles are pretty easy. Edibles are super easy. And then, you know... I, Pull the label I, off. That's all you got to do. I kind of like those those hash oil things anyway, but that makes me a little nervous because they check for regular vaporizers. So what? You're allowed to have regular vaporizers, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, I believe so. What but do you mean they, they check for it? They usually say, sometimes they're like, remove any vaporizers or anything like that right at the security gate. Dude, one time I, I was emptying my pockets, you know, into the, into the bin, and I just pulled out a bag of weed with my, my pen and my notebook, and I was like, oh, and I just kind of quickly covered it with my, with my <laughs> sack, and I was like, we'll see what happens. A sack of weed? Yeah, that's, just a, yeah, yeah, just a, a, that, a Ziploc bag. That's scary. I, yeah. got, I got pulled over recently um, in New Mexico. And I had um, a whole pile of San Pedro, and what is San Pedro? It's uh, it's like ayahuasca kind oh, of. What? It's like a it's like a cactus. Um, and the way that I have it is just dried. I don't think they would know what it is. Yeah. Um, it's it's packaged to look like uh, tea. I'm a drug addict, and I wouldn't know what that is. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't think they can smell it. And you got pulled over. And it's legal some places too. Um, with like certain tribes and whatnot, but yeah, I got pulled over by a canine unit, and I was like, "Fuck!" Because I had weed and everything, and mushrooms, and I had everything. And they and found the weed. No, they didn't find any. What? He didn't bring the canine unit around. I just kind of, I, I just stayed cool. It was very, tr- you know, I, I found that if What's you, up, officer, if you tell them that you're a comic, yeah. Like, they'll let you go more. Because I used to never, I'd be like, oh, if I tell him I'm a comic, he's going to think, like, I'm a smartass that makes fun of cops, and he's going to want to, like, stick it to me. But that's not the case. Ever since I started telling, now it's the first thing I'll say. Like, where are you heading? Oh, well, I have a comedy show and wherever. Really? Why? Yeah, like, give him a card and stuff. They'll be like, 
I'm not gonna not gonna hear any jokes about cops in my in your act, are you? Well, we'll see how this ticket goes, officer. <laughs> Sometimes they'll make you tell them a joke, which is fucking ridiculous. Do they really? Uh, that's you happened. have to, right? That's then the worst place for talent. Cop is, yeah, cops <laughs> now making you. I guess I have to. The You're cop told me. me this isn't part of your job. <laughs> yeah. Look how bored those kids looked on the TMZ tour bus. <laughs> They're like, what am I looking for? <laughs> These fucking nine-year-olds looking at the House of Blues about to be destroyed. Uh, <laughs> um, what's, what, so what's that, pay, what's that uh, cactus stuff? Well, I haven't Ever done it, it yet. Oh. I, I've just been, I haven't had the time because I think it's like 10 hours. Oh. And I guess, it's like, uh, I guess it's like a milder ayahuasca trip. Like, I've, I've, done, a, I've done one ayahuasca, actually it's two in a row, but... I did an ayahuasca ceremony once, and the shaman guy w- was like, "Next time I'm gonna bring San Pedro, and we'll do that for the second one." Because I got you do ayahuasca like the first time or similar. something else. My uh, friend did. A, they gave her sassafras and some other pill. Yeah, I did. I, I did two two ayahuasca ones in a row, and it didn't really take for me. Oh, I tried oh. to tell. I was like, "Dude, I need a lot. Like, I've smoked a bunch of DMT. Like, I've I've been like." I've been training as been far training as she this. goes. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm uh, ready. My muscles are warm, coach. I'm ready to go in the game. <laughs> we don't have to do stretches anymore. It was just like this half a shot. I don't feel anything. Then, then I go up for a second one. I'm like telling him, I'm like, yeah, just give me more. And he gives me like another, like like a third of a shot. And I was then I was just sitting there, nauseous, in a room full of people, listening to everyone vomiting around. No way, me. really? That's what they do? It was fucking awful, man. And I have a weak stomach for stuff like that. Oh. And so now I'm just tri- first off, it's not that it didn't have any. It was like, it was like the best mushroom trip. The feeling of it was like the best mushroom trip that I'd ever had. Oh, really? Because it was like, it was like mushrooms, except I was super confident. And a lot of times, my confident mushrooms can shake my confidence a bit. Like yeah. I kind of like doing them by myself, and uh, I, I get I get a little socially awkward. But um, mushrooms, yeah, sometimes me too. Yeah, I'd rather just walk away from everybody. Yeah, sometimes. I, I prefer to do mushrooms alone. Really? Yeah, that's my. Uh, I like it if I'm alone with other people that are doing mushrooms, and no one else is around, and I don't have to take care of them. Yeah, anytime I do mushrooms with people, I feel like I'm in charge. Yeah, because you do the uh, most mushrooms. Yeah, so it's like, well, now it's my fucking responsibility, and it it just takes me out of it. So probably three out of four times I do mushrooms, I do them by myself. But so on ayahuasca, it was 100% um, confidence, and then also the most clear-headed, you know, you'll have ideas when you're on mushrooms, and then be like, eh, yeah, that wasn't that great of an idea afterwards. <laughs> it sounded perfect, and then you're like, oh, yeah. And, but ayahuasca was, every every idea that I thought of was later on. I was like, oh, that was a very good idea. Really? Yeah. So yeah. maybe it did take then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just not, like, I was prepared for DMT land. To which, go I away. Mean, I've seen, yeah, like, hologram computer chip cities and, like, Hologra- different what? beings and stuff hologram like that. Hologram computer chip cities? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll see if I can pull up a... Did you take a picture of it? <laughs> No, I found I found uh, after the fact I, I found some uh, visual artist who who makes uh, um, representations of of their DMT. Oh, really? Yeah. DMT trips. What kind um, of phone is that? Uh, Android something or other. Okay, I've got I, Android. You still got the uh, <laughs> you still got the flip phone, huh? Yeah, I do. 
my uh, my agent, my no, my agent, publicist for this show. She was like, "You didn't get the new Corolla details? I sent it to you. I emailed them to you." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." That's not, <laughs> come on, you know better than that. Yeah, I mean, you might you might have to make that jump one you of these days, to. but um, it's only tough when I'm promoting. All right, something. so so that's very much like Whoa. something that I've seen. So. So it's like city a hologram of- computer chip city that in all the it's like building itself and all the parts are moving around like clocks and oh. then all the light the, the different color and lights are shooting up and they're communicating with me and like I understand exactly what they're saying and um and it's, it's really language. strange. Well, it's like it's like thoughts without words. Okay. Um so so it, people report that it feels like telepathy but yeah. I mean, I believe it's just your non-conscious mind, and so it's, you know, words are this learned thing that you don't we hold have by. To, I think I've heard you talk about. You don't hold by the idea that those are actual spirits, or that you're connected on a third plane to another existence, or do you? Or, I don't, but I've had some pretty convincing trips where, because I'm a huge skeptic, and yeah. I've been like, I'm I'm not as angry as I used to be, but I used to be a very very angry atheist and, really? and everything, and I, I'm I'm pretty relaxed about things now, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, for so for someone like me to be like, wait a second, what what was that? I've I've had some uh, like this lady, um, this purple woman I see all the time. Same thing. And this is this is this dancing purple gypsy woman, and this guy in, in, in Turkey Hindu drew thing? her. No. Yeah, people say that, but but I look up pictures of like that Hindu goddess, and and it looks a little different to me. Whereas that looks exactly like that what looks I'm like saying. her. Same shit. Everybody yeah. Sees. Yeah. People say that about um, um, Salvia. They're like everyone seems to have the same uh, story of like going back to childhood, something or seeing the color yellow a lot. Mm. And they're like, you got it. That's something or a yellow school bus a lot of times. And like that's got to be something if everyone's having the same reaction to it. Yeah. But my thought is. When people take Advil, everyone has the same reaction. Yeah, I mean, away. our brains are constructed in very similar <laughs> ways. Yeah. You know, we all have... Yeah, you know, there's no telling if, if your version of blue is different than my version of blue, but we're still processing it, and, uh-huh. uh, and similar parts of the brain are at work doing that. And, yeah. and, and so, so if that same processing is that instead of, instead of interpreting... Um, something coming from the outside if it's being stimulated by a hallucinogen yeah. then possibly it's triggering um you know these same these same kind of patterns and images and stuff but i have had i've had a couple spooky ones where i was like but how like what how do i explain that well so I when like I, I know what you're talking about but i but i can't place my finger on any of them um well when i first started doing dmt right away it was i was like I saw that computer chip city, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I, I went in the second time, and I was in this, like, uh, this just, like, black mass of information. And, um, and, and then and it, was, <laughs> it was just so much, so overly stimulating that I couldn't really wrap my head around it or, or, or take many notes on what was happening. And then, like, the third time... It was like something talking with me, and I was like, "What are you?" And I was like, you "Oh, I'm calm. everything." You were calmer then. To yeah, talk? yeah. I got more used to yeah. it. And so I was like, "What are you?" And it was like, "Well, I'm everything." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I was, and so I processed that. Then the next time I went in, I was like, "What are you again?" And he's like, oh, "I'm everything." I'm like, "Nah." 
that's just egocentric. You're in my brain. Like, from your vantage point, you seem like you're everything that yeah. there is because everything that you know is inside of my brain. So it seems like there's everything, but you're not everything. You're just mixed up right. about what's going on. And, <laughs> and it's like, well, no, whatever. I'm everything. And so then I started... So so I did it more, and then I was like, "All right." So I'd start like thinking of more things that like, I right could then, ask that it. Night? No, no, later. like a month later okay. or whatever. You know, I'd have some time to think about it, and I'd be like, "All right, well, show me, show me something that like I could take out that I wouldn't already know in yeah. my head if you're everything." And then it would just flash <laughs> what appeared like everything that there is in the entire world. And and it was, but it was just so overstimulating that I was that was like laughable. I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? I can't, can't like articulate. That. I can't process that. And so this went on like that for for about the first twenty times, and then and then I had. So this is the craziest thing that happened. Certainly, crazy uh, crazy things have happened since. But this is the one where I'm like, that's fucking spooky. Like I don't know how to explain that. And all the other ones, I can come up with reasonable explanations. Yeah. So, uh, I go, I, I smoke a bunch. I go in. Well, before that, um, I smoked a bunch. And, and the guy was uh, like, how, afterwards, the buddy that gave it to me was like, how'd you like that song that I played? And I was like, well, I liked it. I just wish you would have played a song without words so I'd know which, uh, you know, were the words from coming from the uh, DMT and what, what's in the, the music. music. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, there's no words in that music. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Um, and I remember well, then, in the good beginning. Job, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, it said, this is infinity. This is everything. That's what it said. I just thought it was the song. I didn't pay any attention to it. And I was like, God, DMT's crazy. I never paid much attention to any of that. And then I did it later that night. And I saw, I started seeing these cartoons after a while. And I saw this cartoon. I was in like this 50s kitchen. And, and uh, there was this like stereotype of a 50s like door-to-door salesman. Like if Disney drew it. It was like yeah. a cartoon. And he's like nervous. And he sits down in the sun that's like 10 or 11. I couldn't tell if I was like supposed to be the sun in this metaphor or something like that. But the detail was incredible. Like all these appliances that I don't remember ever seeing on TV or Super anything clear. like that. Super clear. The oh. cartoons are the ones that I remember. And I didn't start seeing cartoons until after like 15 times Damn. or so. Um, cartoons. Yeah. And, and, and it's, Why cartoons? It's always like in the beginning. Like they're laying it out for me. Like what, the, do you, what do you mean? What do you like mean? the DMT with all the fractals and everything. Like yeah. it might seem like a message, but I don't. I, I can't really interpret it. It's too much. It's too fast. It's happening too quickly. Whereas right in the beginning of the trip, it's like DMT will will show me this cartoon that's like a metaphor for what is about to happen to me or or what the DMT world is. Like it's trying to teach me something. So I'll give you this example. So so there's this. 11 year old kid and this father's like nervous to tell him something and then he just stretches out his arm in front of him and uh, like look at this and then the little kid looks around and and the walls to the kitchen collapse and he realizes he is on a movie set the whole time and then it's just space and like the galaxy like we're familiar with and then all of the universe just ripped open and then there was like this pattern underneath like this kind of purple like mathematical pattern yeah and then i like flew into that and then it was like the regular dmt land but this time at the end of it there was this carnival 
And that's when I first saw the purple woman. And there's like this keyboard player behind her and she is dancing. And I, I saw her the first time oh. I saw her, it was like we knew each other for like thousands of lifetimes. It was like we were old friends catching up again. And then and she's doing all these crazy dances. And it's like I could dance if I want, with her if I wanted to. But I, otherwise I could just watch. You can dance if you want to. And, and so I get done with it. And, uh, I'm, and, and I'm telling the guys, I was like, yeah, I saw this purple gypsy woman. She said that all this is going to happen over and over again. So just don't worry about it. To whom? The people that were okay, in the room trip, that gave yeah. me the DMT. And then and I was like, you know, the weird thing was she had these ropes that were like snakes and like these little diamonds with little Just like on that picture them. you showed me. Just like in that picture. Send me that picture. I'll put it up on the website. And I will. Um, and then... And then the next day, I go down to Austin, and I give DMT to this comic for the first time. And he's You've never given it to a comic before. No, no, he's never <laughs> <I know>. done. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm such a gullible fucking. I wasn't even comedian. trying to fool you. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> Dude, I am too. People say this all the time. Like, really? And they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst when they're not even trying to fool you, and it still fools you. <laughs> So usually I had I had never told anyone like what to prepare themselves for other yeah. than like this is gonna be crazy because I didn't want to influence their yeah, trip. Yeah, that's how I feel. And and so and and normally I wouldn't even be saying all this to some but but I've learned that like it just doesn't matter. It's easier just to prepare people for these like common things so they don't freak out. And so anyhow, so I don't tell him anything. I give him DMT, he smokes a bunch of it, as it wasn't working right away, and he is coughing and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit. Oh, I had too much. Uh, and I told him the first two minutes are just very, very intense. And it's jarring. And he's I had like, too much. oh, I had shit. Too much. I had too much. I had too much. <laughs> I had go. too much. Like a minute in, he takes his headphones off. And he's like, Shane, I had too much. I had too much. I was like, uh, I was like no, man. Remember I told you it's going to be two minutes. And, and, and that's it. And it'll calm down. And he puts his headphones back on. And he starts smiling all of a sudden and gets very relaxed. And he goes, oh, man, they love you in here. And, and I <laughs> was like, I was like, I know. There's like this feeling of love, like you're going home or something. And he's like, no, no, Shane, they love you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's this woman in here who says that she knows you really well and that she loves you. I'm like, what What, what she look like? And he's like, I'm in this carnival right now I've heard of the carnival and there's this keyboard player and there's this purple gypsy woman who says that she knows you and you didn't and tell him about dancing that around. I did not tell him about that and, I, and then that was the only time where I've been like what the fuck is going on right now um, but I, I, who fucking t- who yeah. fucking knows maybe maybe I did accidentally say something and neither of us remember me saying anything about that but we both agree that that's what happened and he, he said like at first when he went in he saw all these beings there and they all scattered and that when he as soon as he started freaking out and uh and that's when he was freaking out and saying he had too much and then when he lifted his headphones up and i said it's gonna be okay or whatever it's like then it's like when they heard my voice they all started coming out again, and then that's when the purple woman came out. <laughs> so you talked, and then the purple woman was like, oh, Shane's here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, through you, <laughs> in, through him, into the DMT world. You yeah, weren't smoking. Yeah. And I wasn't smoking. Wow. Yeah. So that's, 
strange, but I've had a lot of interactions with that purple woman since. Really? And it's been weird, mixed results. Uh, and the only strange thing I had like that was I was uh, hitchhiking in Israel. I mean, I'm from hitchhiking from a kibbutz to like another kibbutz or to the main area to get a bus. Normal stuff. And uh, sit in the back seat of some some settler's car, staring out opposite windows. He's on the right. I'm on the left. And I started thinking about Silver Spoons, the show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, about how Ricky never really had girlfriends. And then uh, like long. And then I remember he had a crush on a girl once. And then he got some band to play for his for his party that she was really into. The girl he had a crush on. <laughs> but I couldn't remember the name of the band. It was like a mainstream band that was just like playing in the Silver Spoons world because he could afford them, you know? Right. I kept thinking about who that band was. And then I turned to my friend Avi and I was like, hey. And he just turns and goes, Menudo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just looked back at my window for like five minutes. I'm like, no, I didn't say a word about it. I thought about everything that just happened. And I was like, why did you just say that? And he goes, I don't know. What were you going to ask me? <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I've had things like that on mushrooms. Too. Really? Yeah. It's just coincidence. It's got to just be coincidence. From what I think of the world and of... No, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm very skeptical when it comes to... And it's... You I know, heard that like off, every major thing that they thought was God later became just something they found in science. Right, right. Fire was God. And they're like, I don't know. It's just heat. It combusts. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? right. It's all the stuff that was once yeah, God. Yeah, of course. Well, we have, you know, to be able to navigate this world, we have to, we have to detect all these patterns, yeah. and so we have this kind of pattern recognition software that's, that's really overly active because there's more of a cost to missing a pattern that does exist than perceiving one that does. So if like if you if you hear someone, uh, uh-huh. if you hear your house settling and someone's like you think someone's breaking into your house at night, and you're wrong, it was just the house settling. Well, the cost is is that. You had this stress response, and now you can't sleep very well. And there's a little cost there. But if you don't wake up when someone's actually breaking in, then you could be murdered or whatever. What's that? It's a worse cost. Yeah, so there's a bigger cost. So our brains tend to bias themselves toward perceiving patterns that... um, that, you know, there's not a huge cost to, like, believing in tarot cards or or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Interesting, weird. Yeah. I got to do some ayahuasca. Yeah, I want to do it again. Except, I, fortunately, now I have a source so I can just get it. And I want to do it just by myself. I don't want to do a ceremony or anything. Because oh, it was, first off, the music was ridiculous. What do you mean? Um, Drums? It was, uh, that, well, as the shaman making all this crazy music. And it was just like, you know, the worst intr- instrument. I heard somebody and, went to a Christian one. It was about Jesus based. Oh, yeah. really? And he wasn't Christian. He was just like, whatever. I, I just want to take the empty, the, the ayahuasca, you know? But he goes, after like a little while, he's like, all right, all, everything with Jesus. Come on. Let's yeah, just take yeah, it. It got yeah. really annoying to him. Well, so, what kind of music was it? It was, well, it was just like rattles and stuff. And then yeah. the guy going, like, but it wasn't even like, it, it almost sounded like chanting like you would hear. 
and, and, and like African tribes or Native Americans, but it was like nonsensical. So it'd be like, oh, okay, this chant makes sense for a second, but then he'd just go like, a boy, yoing, 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 yoing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, oh, you're just making this up. You're yeah, not, yeah. Not speaking any old song language. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> boy, yoing, yoing. Like, nobody, the Mayans didn't say boy, yoing, yoing. Yeah, no, never. And, and then <laughs> it was also like very controlling, I felt. And it was like, I don't want to be told how. How my trip should go. Yeah, and I, I don't. You. I don't want to be right next to some fucking douche. And some, some talking mo- to me. I mean, motherfuckers are dressed in like white robes, like like in. Uh, uh, you watch the leftovers on HBO. No, I've heard of it. That's uh, real good. But anyway, anyway, they're they're just dressed in like white, like moo moo, like religious <laughs> things. There, there's a lady. There's a lady there that had a magic wand and shit. I'm like. Give me a, a fucking break. Wand. Yeah, she was carried around a fucking. Why do they turn it into wand? fucking Furby shit? You know <laughs> I what know, I mean? I it's just like it's just like you not you don't have to make shit up. There's no magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Magic wand. You're just combining anything from the movie. Like I know. It was it was pretty annoying. And then and then like you got to go up to take the shot. It's like not like now I'm like kneeling be in front of the shaman and taking. This is like. First off, if I were a shaman, yeah. I'd be fucking kneeling before you for being fucking brave enough to try ayahuasca. Hell yeah. You don't got to fucking kneel yeah, down you gotta, it's like worshiping me. him. Who is he? A conduit to God? So you're yeah, worshiping God? something like that. Yeah, balls. I know. My friend uh, teaches, a, Eddie teaches a uh, jujitsu class. And uh, anytime somebody comes in and bows, he's like, oh, we, we don't, we don't do that shit. I'm just, a, te- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. a teacher. I'm not, <laughs> you don't have to revere me. And, and, and you know, like the, the new agey stuff is like, those are all uh, like the nicest people. I, I enjoy hanging out with them and everything too. But it's just sometimes I'm like enough what? with the gullibility yeah, and yeah. all the conspiracy theories. And uh, like, it just wears a little old for me. And plus, and, if they don't cross their T's completely and dot their eyes, then I'm like, wait, what? That didn't make any sense. Like, maybe that fool's some fucking idiot. I know, I know. You know? Yeah, I was. When just, you accept God, you become God. Your, your, your spirit gets better, doesn't it? And I'm like, no, wait, no, I've accepted God. I've had bad spirits. Yeah, that time. yeah, yeah. They, they love bragging about their, their ego deaths, which is the fucking oh, really? funniest thing in the world. Like, who had the hardest ego de- Like For dude, ayahuasca? If you don't have an ego anymore, what the fuck are you bragging? You're bragging <laughs> about your fucking <laughs> ego death? That's the most ironic I had the most awesome ego. (laughs) I had more less ego than you did. Uh, Yeah, once you see that, you're like, I don't believe you anymore. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You're just Uh, just a drug dealer. Just give me the fucking drugs, drug dealer. So I'm going to do ayahuasca. Well, I'm definitely, I have this. Is it safe to do it by yourself? I don't think so. Fair enough. Like, I don't, I'm going to start small. You don't have to do a lot. Do you you have any interest in, like, having a good friend just sit there very quietly? Like someone you can yeah, trust. Yeah, yeah, that that would be good. Have a trip sitter. You gotta make sure you trust trust them to not talk, and not to only o- that, and not try to only stop you from leaving the apartment or picking up a knife. But then, not only not only does it have to be one of your good friends, but it also has to be someone that isn't gonna give you a hard time if you start going off on a bunch of nonsense about your uh, seeing God and you know, having an e- like just let me have that experience yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. go away I'll get over it you know but don't 
don't mock I've had that happen like on mushrooms where all of a sudden I start getting a little too deep or whatever and then someone's like oh you're being weird I'm like no I'm just on fucking mushrooms yeah don't take it down (laughs) they're like oh I guess somebody's feeling it like yeah man I am I am (laughs) let me go this is what we're here for yeah what do you see somebody laughing like oh I guess his his alcohol is starting to work out (laughs) just let him laugh yeah yeah Yeah, that's on mushrooms I had this friend Dan Madonia he's not a good he's not a good a partner on mushrooms for the people that are new. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm starting to say, goes, yeah, man, that's just mushrooms. That's what mushrooms do. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> Got him through it. I know. <laughs> Calm him down. I know. Yeah, it, you know, I did just find out. I haven't really looked into it. Yeah. Other than just the very premise of the site, but I guess there's this tripsit.me. Have you Trips heard of it? this? No. Well, if you're having a bad trip, no. You log on and like you contact, and there's just like psychonauts or whatever what? that are waiting online to like, like talk you down from your place bad place? trip. Yeah, and they what have tripsit.me. I believe so. Yeah. I, Whoa. I mean, Google it and you'll find yeah. it, but. Um, but I, I kind of want to be a volunteer because yeah. I, I think it'd be so fun. That to sounds like fun like, as shit. And, and, you know, they so they have like a list of things that you can tell. Like, hey, why don't you get up? Go get yourself a glass of water. Uh-huh. Come back and talk to me. See how you're feeling. And then they have like little little games that they can put up on your screen. So you can like trace this ball around on the computer screen that looks like it's like floating through water and looks like kind of trippy or whatever. So it'll kind of just take your attention away from your anxiety. Oh, and really? Whatnot. Get you yeah. distracted. Yeah. So. You know what Rebecca Trent said to me once? Do you know her? Um, she, I don't think she so. She runs the Creek in the Cave. Oh, in okay. New York. But uh, she does a lot of that stuff. But I was on Mushrooms at, at Montreal, and I was getting a little bit like tog glasses in my face trying to riff. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I was feeling <laughs> yeah. a little bit weird. Uh, and then people knew I was on them, so that made it worse. Everyone was looking uh, at me. People looking the at you. Worst. Don't tell anyone you're on. I that shit. know, I know. But she goes, "You're doing good, right? Aren't you doing good? Everybody's here. It's a good time." And I knew what she was doing, just trying to calm me down. But it actually helped. I was like, "Well, at least I have someone friendly enough to try to calm me down." Right, right, right. Yeah. And knowing that people care about you. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. They're such douchebag actor bodies. He's <laughs> <laughs> a gym right there. That's the second person I saw in tights. The other one was more attractive. Have you done much DMT? No, once. And oh, I have okay. more. I'm waiting to do it again. I know it's, it's only the 20 minutes so I can do it, but I just feel like maybe I'm Usually wrong. Usually only I've, 10. 10? Usually five yeah, that's what they said, that's what they said about real salvia, though. It. But then it's like, it's not just 10. It's another 10 minutes of like coming down. Yeah, usually the other... So first off, when I've given... I've given probably 25 or 30 people DMT for their first time. And usually, um, if it's someone's first time... If, if they really get deep in there, they'll do like 15 or 20 minutes on yeah. their first time. But, um, I mean, now when I do it, even though it's been like maybe a month or so since the last time, usually it's like five minutes is about the meat five of it. Minutes. And then after that, it's still like crazy. It's like way crazier than a mushroom trip. I'm like, oh, I got I got what I was going to get out of this. Now and it's you just leave? like, usually I do. Usually if then I open my eyes again, I'm just like out of it and... And for those extra after the first five minutes, it's it's still stuff, but it's just like, just like oh, let me stay here for a while. Yeah. Like when you finish with a mission in uh, in um, what's that driving game where you kill hookers? Yeah, yeah. But well, then you finish uh, uh, the mission. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but then you can still like drive around and do shit and kill uh, hookers. Uh, like, you can still like, you're done with who I'm supposed right, to kill, but right, let me just right, stay right. for a while. Is it like Gr- that? Grand, uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Auto yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I find that time to be the best time to like start recording and trying to articulate what you just right saw after. because it because it floats away so quick, so like fast. A dream. On any psychedelic, it floats away so yeah. fast. The cartoons that I've seen don't float away, but those are and those are very those are only like fifteen or. Why cartoons? Because cartoons is, has not been around long. So, so, like, what were you imagining? I think you know, that, years ago when there was no cartoons. So, I think that our brains have these kind of um, these like exemplars, these kind of like uh, stereotypes that we form in our mind. To so, so a robot. It's it's hard to teach a robot like what a chair is because to teach a robot what a chair is, you need to show a robot a picture of every chair that exists from yeah. every single angle and could look and be like oh that's a chair and then you could twist it around do a different angle I'd see, and it'd have to start processing all over again so our brains seem to work in this different way where we have these kind of flexible templates so we go oh here's this here's this thing with a top and a, and a pedestal that's a table and you can make these kind of quick judgments yeah. you know so, so we have in our minds we have this perfect idea of what a square is a perfect idea of what a triangle is perfect idea of what an orange is if you've learned what an orange is you know and, and so possibly it's it's incorporating new things so so you know that maybe that's why i have this uber kind of somewhat racist black <laughs> version of a black person that pops up in dmt trips that is just like a very stereotypical like street <laughs> like I'm not, you know, I can't control what my DMT trip yeah. is going to yeah. do. Like, I, I, <laughs> you know, some we, we all have these DMT stereotypes. Like, I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, racist. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, but not now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's talk about this in 10 minutes. So I, I think that there's these, because all the cartoons that I do see, like yeah. when I first started seeing them, it was like a silhouette of, of like, it'd be like a guy throwing a Frisbee. And I'd see like a trail of this guy throwing a frisbee, but it was like with perfect form. So say you are going to throw a frisbee, you can kind of close your eyes and imagine yourself throwing a frisbee. And you do imagine this kind of ideal form that you're shooting for. So I think we build all these kind of templates and these kind of stereotypes in our mind that we use for kind of easy recall. So how does that, how do the cartoons come into that? So I think that um, if I have... If all of a sudden I'm in a 50s scene, my my mind will draw on like some Leave It to Beaver kind of thing or something like that that I saw when I was a kid, which it is very much like Leave It to Beaver, just in like a cartoon form. And like all all the metaphors that that I see, anytime it's trying to tell me like some sort of story, it's always drawing off of something. So like I started seeing this girl, um, and. I, she sounds hot. <laughs> we, uh, she is. We we went to this we went to this glass blowing place because she uh, such a for, hippie for, for a hobby. She makes stained glass. Yeah, oh, she is a hobby. Yeah. What a hippie! Uh, uh, yeah, she's definitely a hippie. Um, and and so anyhow, so we go to this like. Glass blowing. No, but it's like the Nationals. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a really employing glass blowing competition. Yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. like a regional thing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, so afterwards, I saw, um, I did DMT on, on like a few days after the fact, and I saw us like a, a glimpse of us walking down the street holding hands, and then I saw it was like this message 
where I saw this glass being blown, like the big tube and something being blown into it. Yeah. It was like all these codes being blown into it. And it was like DMT was trying to tell me, like life is about having these experiences and these experiences filter information into this world that expands the universe, which is, in my estimation, just our mind. Um, you know, so, you know, you learn more, your mind expands. Yeah. So it was just like a metaphor for showing me that. Oh, you know confusing, what I'm saying? Confusing a little bit. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just very tough stuff to articulate. Yeah. It's really hard to articulate. My friend had had this dream once where he was looking up a different word, how to, a different way to say something, and he couldn't think how to say it in his dream. He's having this dream, and he's like, no, no, it's like you go somewhere, but you go fast. Like, like it's, like, uh, this isn't the word, but let's just say it's that. It's like, but you're, you go fast. You're on your legs, and you're going faster. And somebody's like, in his dream, like, go to the thesaurus. And he went to the thesaurus, and he looked it up, go and it goes, oh, run, run. That's the word. But the thesaurus is in his head. There is no I, thesaurus. I know, yeah. So it's yeah. like you knew all along. All right. Well, that's the crazy thing. When you, ha- I mean, people just really underestimate how, uh, I, I mean, I have a podcast. I talk with scientists. And any What's your podcast? You, it's called Here We Are. Here We Are with Shane Moss. Uh, yeah. I, I travel around. I talk with like neuroscientists and stuff like that. And anyone, really? any one of those guys will tell you that what our conscious experience is, is like less than 1% of what, like 0.0001% of what our brain's actually doing. So dreams are a great example of how powerful our brain is because I go away tonight, I go and take a nap and you're in my dream. Maybe we're, maybe we're back here. I'm going to be doing a perfect impression of you. I'm going to be writing your script. In the dream. In the dream, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I see some stranger walk by. I'm, there's going to be strangers on the street that somehow I'm doing like a perfect impression of yeah. in my mind and showing them how to move. And then, and, and not only that, but I, but I built this entire landscape around. And, and sometimes it's, you know, this crazy landscape that you've never seen before, too. And, you're, and you don't even realize you're doing it. You think it's happening to you. You know, you don't realize that it's your it's brain. It's you building it, building you the world. You building the whole thing. Damn. And, and so, so my thinking is, is that we do have different beings in our, our heads that kind of have different jobs that kind of supervise things. So, so you really? have, I, so like Steven Pinker and how the mind works, he's like one of the more well-respected scientists in the country he he talks about how you have uh, neuroscientists understand like how the neuron works very well and how it communicates to another neuron and then there's then there's these bigger patterns so there's this kind of if then kind of coding where if this certain stimulation comes in shoot off this neuron which will set off this cascade and trigger this so you move your arm or whatever and then and then but at some point, it has to, it has to arrive. It, it, there has to be like supervisors of these patterns, and then supervisors of those supervisors. And then at a certain point, they have to be like almost like beings in a way. So, like in evolutionary psychology, some people say that we have like these uh, seven different sub cells. There's a good book called The Rational Animal. And so we have. One for surviving, yeah. one for um, mate acquisition, one for mate retention, one for child rearing, one for um, 
uh, affiliation and social stuff, one for status, understanding kind of your place in the world, and then another one for disease avoidance. So, so these can be primed in various ways. So you show someone a movie clip. Yeah. Or, or a, a better study is they, they give someone two descriptions of restaurants. One is, this restaurant is one of the most popular tourist destination re- restaurants or whatever, you know, like a cheesecake factory-ish kind of thing, so, sort, of, sort of generic, but in like the main area. And then the other restaurant is like, this restaurant's a, a cute little tucked away hole in the wall gem. And they, and they get the wording right so people overall will guess 50, will, will pick 50% of the time, 50-50. Okay. So then they prime people by showing people movies. If they show people a horror movie... Right beforehand? Right beforehand. Then, then they don't want the hole in the wall. Then they don't want, the ho- they don't want to be walking down any it's dark alleys or anything. Yeah. But if they show them a romantic comedy, then they want the hole in the wall, this nice little romantic yeah. place to take someone. So we all wear these many hats at different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a way somebody, two people that have the same taste in movies can either love something or hate it, depending on just what they were, who they were with or right. what they had for lunch or whatever it was. Exactly. And so I think somewhere on this level there are yeah. actual beings. I think that's really? why there's schizophrenics that like think that they're hearing aliens and stuff. Why? Because they just don't realize. They just don't realize it's their non-conscious. Oh. You know? So... So, like, we all kind of have voices in our head being like, hey, you shouldn't do that right now, or, you know. Um, And I think that they do have shapes. So I saw, like, this, the the purple woman one time in a DMT trip, and it was, I saw, like, this whole universe that was, like, in my mind that was constructed, and then I saw this woman there, and it was like she realized that she was just an idea in my mind. It hit her and, and she was false. And, and then and then she showed me this by she built this she built this cell around herself and like these diamond codes. Yeah. Um and then she just started doing this interpretive dance and throwing herself up against the cell and like clawing at it as if to say like I real I'm trapped in your mind i'm stuck in here and i was like i'm I'm sorry like so am i you know i'm also stuck in in my my mind that's that's just what are you gonna do about it and she was going crazy she was like a little bummed out about it yeah i could see that and then truman show i like i started dating this hippie girl and i did dmt in front of the hippie girl because i was gonna give it to her for the first time to show her how it's easy? Yeah, usually, yeah. because it's just like, it looks like I'm meditating or something like that. Maybe I laugh a little bit here and there, sometimes awestruck. But this purple woman came in, and she's like, ooh, looks like you met yourself a nice little hippie girl. Nice <laughs> little hippie girl. Ooh, nice. I'm like, what the fuck? And she's she was like, so mad. I, I was like, are you jealous right now? She's like, well, what am I here for? What am I just here to amuse you? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. You're here <laughs> I haven't got a straight answer, purple lady. Where I'm from, no one's purple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so DMT is fucking bomb. I like it when you can hear a song in your head fucking perfectly, like a share song or whatever. And yeah. You get, I get, picture those notes and you go like, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> like, wait, yeah. that's not what I was hearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can I match that? <laughs> but you can in a dream, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, you could be a great singer. Well, fuck, man, I wanted to get into rock climbing shit, but it's maybe okay. maybe another time yeah, or let's something. Yeah, do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah, why not? Save two episodes. Yeah. I try to I try to do 
now I try to do a little bit of a, if I see myself going on a path of like some other topic, instead of like trying to pull it back to the original topic, like, oh, actually this seems interesting. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah I, I don't know. If you're like, I invented water, I'm like, oh, well, actually let's, let's hear about that. <laughs> what other drugs, what other psychedelics have you not done yet that you're trying to do? That, that, have you done peyote? No, I haven't done peyote. I'd like to. You'd like to. Um, Is there yeah. anything you don't want to? Um, I don't. I don't really have much interest in salvia. I think I'm just gonna do it just because so many people you have ask to do me it. if I've done you it. Do it and just it's to do just it. like no one ever says anything good about. Salvia. I had a great salvia trip. Really? I've had a couple trips. I think two or maybe three. I might be forgetting about one. One was like, oh, okay, that's salvia, and then one was just so fucking deep <laughs> that it was one of those. that was just gone. I was just gone. <laughs> yeah but I, t- I took one where it's like I took a big hit out of a bong and got like close where your brain's like it's in the middle range and I'm like ah and my friend's like you fucking pussy you didn't take enough and then I took what I should have taken the first time yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of reading right on the border right and then it just like you're gone, you're gone. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. You're gone. yeah I did salvia one time but I didn't know what it was and so I just added it in with um with weed, weed yeah. and I just had a little bit of it and felt like a little bit high. It's actually the weirdest salvia memory because I was in uh, the Kilkenny Comedy Festival in Ireland yeah. and I went down to watch a show like a little high and a little buzzed and I sat down on the floor and I'm watching and then I just started I just started Smoking farting <laughs> yeah. and then, and, then and like it didn't stop and like this fart lasted for like at 20 seconds, I was like, all right, well, this is the longest part of my life. And then at like 40 seconds, I was like, what is going on? An and then I just started laughing so hard that the comic was like, well, one person gets me in back, but I was just laughing <laughs> like, at myself. Oh, no, man, I'm just flatulence. <laughs> laughing at farts. So that was my one salvia experience. Uh, yeah. It's just me farting for too long. I feel like you got to do it just because it's one of the things that's there. And it's probably the easiest one to obtain. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, I tried it. I'm not, it's not for me. It is dirty. Yeah. I never understood what dirty drugs were until after that. I'm like, I feel yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else have you not done that you want to? Um, well, I mean, there's... Have you ever so, heard of Ibogaine? No. Which is kind of like in the ayahuasca family? Mm. I mean, there's all sorts of like ayahuasca family. Thing. I'd like to try most of them. I went to this person. So I went way up in these mountains. Yeah. I found this hookup and this woman What mountains? Uh... I, yeah, should, I, I shouldn't say um, but uh, then there's just this woman who lived way up in these mountains and she is like this wizard and <laughs> I walked in her house and she had like wait this is all reality filled with, yeah okay. it was filled with plants and like beakers with things boiling and stuff you just and, came across her or you already knew her uh, so a, fr- a friend of a friend hooked me up and uh uh, since I since I've been doing the psychedelic show, lots of people have been putting me in touch with like really weird uh, outlets for things. Whoa. But she is like, so uh, so you want DMT? What else did you want? I'm like, what else? I'm like, what else? Yeah. <laughs> and then she just starts listing all the shit I'd never even heard of, and she's like, oh, I, I, I'm like, I can just buy ayahuasca from you. That's amazing. And you did? That's how you got it? Um, I don't have that yet. I'm going to get that next oh. time. That's how I got my San Pedro. Wow. Um, and Wow. Cool. That's so cool. <laughs> come across a fucking like, Kill Bill trainer guy in the fucking <laughs> yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. Make you a drug trainer. I mean, I had to drive through like bad weather and all this shit and go you way You got to earn it. You got to earn it to appreciate yeah. it. Wow. You know, I will say... Um, I I was I was pretty skeptical, but she she was like, "You should try this stuff, Syrian rue." She just like sprayed it on my hand and like glows in the dark and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "Why'd you do that? I'm driving." And 
And then she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And she's, so she's here, like, it's just this. like a natural, like, antidepressant. She's like, oh, it's legal. I'm like, oh, so it's nothing. <laughs> you know, that's it initially. And then, like, 20, 30 minutes later, yeah. I was like, I feel, like, really chipper. And I, I did just buy a bunch of good drugs. But, but I feel, like, really... And so I had this stuff. And I started taking, like, a squirt of it a day. Syrian and, rue? Yeah, Syrian, like, like a Syrian person. Yeah, and uh, R-U-E. You can just get it online. It's it's legal. Really? But I guess it's supposed to make um, it's supposed to extend and deepen trips as well. Whoa! DMT, mushrooms, everything. So and, you can do that with DMT next time. Yeah, and um, wow. and I also I was taking it like every morning for a few weeks until it, and I was just more productive and happier and really more clear headed and yeah. Have you ever uh, done microdoses of of mushrooms? No, but I'm gonna start. I've I just got some acid and I'm gonna start microdosing. I want to do it for like acid. A, yeah, I want I want to do it for like a week straight and just so it's like it's, see. it's below the efficable amount of of, uh, of of dosage, right? Yeah, I'm gonna feel it out. I'm gonna take like a fourth of a hit and see if that's too much. And but then, the way I was explained was like, you take a little enough that it cannot even give you any buzz. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a little more than this, but dipping your finger into a shot of whiskey and then licking it. And yeah, then like, right, right. That's it. Yeah, I want to try uh, that. I tried it for a couple months, and it, I mean, you get your own experience. It made me cloudy as fuck. Really? Couldn't understand words. It might be my neural pathways trying to reform, and they hadn't formed yet, oh. but I was having serious trouble with my memory. Ah, uh, that's good to know. Yeah, but it's okay. I just went off it, and it came, it came back to regular pot level. Right. Not like yeah, normal yeah. level. Huh. Well, I'm going to try it for like a week. Syrian real. Yeah, sure. That sounds cool yeah. as fuck. Is there any place like you won't take? Like, if you're at a music festival by yourself, there's no reason not to take... I mean, sometimes, a lot of times people come up to me after a show, and they're like, hey, you want to go with me? Have some DMT? I'm like, I just, I don't know if I would need to be going to, like, strangers' houses and That's the thing. Like, hey, you want to do mushrooms together? Like, I don't know, stranger. This is not the best environment. If you know mushrooms, I know you'll be happy, but... Like, I'm I'm not scared or anything. Like, I, I, I know you have no, like, ill intent, or I'm sure that you don't, but I'm just, like, I think it might be a little awkward. Yeah. And... That's the only times I've heard of bad trips. Not the only times. Most of the times I've heard of bad trips. It's with when you're with somebody who you're still trying to impress. Mm. That you have, they aren't comfortable comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Like a girl that you kind of have a crush on or a guy that you're just becoming friends with or something like that where you're not just like, oh, whatever, I'll just be who I am. Right, right. Um, it seems like a stranger would be that. And also, if they're already fans of you, they're going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, dude, let's Taking just do mushrooms pictures together. and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> oh, damn it! You would for sure say put your phone away for for, <laughs> for psychedelics, right? Yeah, I mean, I've recorded, um, I've recorded some DMT trips, but it was just like so boring that I just deleted it. It's right. like it might as well just been me sitting there meditating. But I mean, like when you're on mushrooms or acid, like what I'm talking about is like get off Twitter. Oh yeah, get yeah, off your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Power I mean, it off. Yeah. Well, I'll have my phone playing music in a, in one bathroom of a place. So if I go in there, I'm like, oh, this is cool, and then I go back out, but not. I don't touch it. What I mean, what if like my agent or my mom calls and I'm like, oh, I got this, oh, no. and, then, and then I get on and I'm like, oh, this was best why case did scenario. I do this? They don't know you're fucked up, and you just do some business deal. Yeah, mom. like why am I doing yeah. business now? Or tell your mom like, of course I'm gonna come home for your 75th and a half birthday. Why would I miss that? And then she's like, where were you? Yeah, I mean, it, have you ever done sassafras? No, what's that? I don't know. My friend just had that given to her on a, on an ayahuasca ceremony thing. She goes, you don't, you have to build up to ayahuasca. So 
they gave her sassafras and, and some some other thing ha huh. no I, I mean i heard of it i just thought it was it's a fun word did you have any desire to take bath salts after you heard about that guy eating that guy's face no and was that made up was that actually bath salts? Motherfucker, of course it's made up. I, I, I mean... It just hit me. It, I, I don't know, but I think that it, that was made up. I By think whom? Made For up what that purpose? Bullshit. I don't know. It never happened, the face eating? I don't know. Usually I, when I, I hear I about that... I think there was face eating. I'm not sure it had anything to do with bath salts, but I don't know. I have no interest in trying bath Sometimes salts. Sometimes they go like, this guy took pot, and then he was like super angry and like lashed out. I'm like, I'm like he also took coke. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just telling yeah. you, you're, you're wrong about what you <laughs> right, think happened. Right, right, right. Yeah, or they give you them story that, like, at first I take his face value, and then when I hear about it later, best example of that, remember when Martin Lawrence uh, had dehydration and he was running around naked with a gun? Yeah. Yeah, I had a manager tell me that. I was like, Have you been dehydrated, Laurie? Like, yeah, <laughs> he goes, You ever react like that? You get <laughs> yeah. extra active? No, yeah, because yeah. that's just meth or coke. <laughs> right, right. And then right. they just, that's just a PR person going, Oh, dehydration, he's yeah, better yeah. now. He doesn't. He doesn't. He ate fast food today. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. respond well to the trans. Yeah, and then you go. Oh, okay, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but it doesn't course. make sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's. And if you look at like the history of what people try to say about psychedelic, I mean, look at like. You're the gonna get stuck the that way. civil rights. Oh yeah, which I, it, no one gets is, stuck that way, right? That's not a thing. No, this is that's a joke that I do in my act actually, which, which is just like, how come I never hear anyone have like five drinks and be like, oh, what if I'm just stuck like this now? <laughs> Guess I'm never wearing pants again. Kind of fucking hacky, but yeah. Um, but oh, dude, you know, car looks it, like it makes the point. Um, but yeah, that's not how drugs work. That's not like, how they work at all. Not in any way. And people go, no, I heard of a guy. I'm like, show me a picture of that guy. You yeah. don't. You haven't heard of a guy. You've heard of a guy who said that's what hearsay is. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got no basis in reality. Right, right. That means the guy who told you he knew the guy heard a guy who knew a guy. He's just <laughs> taking credit for it. Right, right. Yeah, don't get stuck. That's a thought you have while you're on mushrooms or acid. We're like, what if this never goes away? And then it goes away, and you go, what a stupid thought that was. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, what uh, if my heart's going to explode? Well, that's never happened, so relax. I took way too many mushrooms once, and I could still feel it a little bit the next day. It oh, was, cool. It was in, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nice. It's yeah. just be everything. What if everything's beautiful for the rest of my <laughs> life? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not the worst situation. But, uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I had a, a chocolate bar, and my guy told me to take a bar, but I didn't realize that he meant one of the segments. On, yeah. And it was eight segments on a bar. Yeah. Um, it was great. I had a way worse situation like that, where he told me each square in the bar was an eighth, uh, but it turned out to just be a gram. And we didn't get as high as I could have gotten. Yeah, see, I had a better situation yeah, way doing better, way too many. Way better. We had to fucking find some tweaker in Joshua Tree selling us sell us mushrooms. <laughs> it's so hard to find them last minute when you realize your fucking connection didn't get through. And you're like, I'm already ready to do acid today. And I don't have, it's like so hard to find last minute. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's crazy how difficult it is to find. Because they're just, one, they're not profitable. They're exceptionally illegal. You yeah. know, it's, I, I mean, you, you buy yeah. mushrooms and then it's like, well, see you next 
next to your drug dealer. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, co- you buy Coke, you're calling back at 3.30 in the morning. It comes in waves in cities. That's what I figured out. Because there'll be no mushrooms around. And oh, then yeah. everyone will put the word out to their drug dealer. And drug dealer's like, I don't know. But then they hear about it from enough people. And they go, you know what? I'm going to find some mushrooms. And they get a bunch of mushrooms. They sell. And then they have this stock for the next eight months. They can't get rid of Like, fuck it. I'm not buying more mushrooms. And everyone needs it again. Like, well, I don't have any. It's, it's a never-ending cycle of having too much and not having enough. Right now, by the way, they're all over L.A. Oh, really? The mushrooms are all over. I'm finding sources for it left and right. That's good to know. Yeah. I have a pretty good guy around here. I just haven't... I, I have a little... I have a, I have one dose worth in, in my freezer, so yeah. I don't need any right now. But I also... But it is fun because it's like... How much is the MT? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was go just going to say, if you spend like $20 a month on psychedelics, you're, you're at like the top 1% <laughs> of, of, psych- of psychedelics. Of users who spend of, money of on the it. Yeah, not of people who've never used. Of right, the people right. who use, you're yeah, the top yeah. 1%. <laughs> so it's like, there's no 20 bucks a month. Money. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing with like mushrooms. Like, do you do a lot of mushrooms? Like, yeah, a lot. But I mean, it's like once in the non-nice months and then like three times in the nice months. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that, that's like a lot. Yeah, so DMT is like 10 to 20 bucks a trip. And sometimes I'll be doing like DMT like once a week or something like that. But then I go months without doing it. Mm-hmm. Where would one get it? Um, oh, boy. Because when my friends ask me, I'm like, I don't know. I only found it that one time. So I the, don't uh, know how to find it. The extra bad, the, the worst problem with, with DMT is that not only is it not profitable, but... People that are into DMT are like like the people I meet doing doing DMT. They're like doing scientific studies with it and shit. They're like they're trying yeah. to like get down to the bottom of consciousness. So they don't they aren't drug dealers. They're just they have they'll give it to people. Yeah, you know to introduce a new person, but they won't sell it to you because they're not looking so, to make a profit. This yeah, probably be made right. Like, and, I made this and, to and then use. it's like a spiritual thing to people so they don't want to cheapen that and that's so like when you like make a, a sandwich and someone's ass. like can I buy that off you I'm like no I just I made it to eat like, it's not it's gonna be five dollars but that's not worth the extra time to make another sandwich right right like no um but yeah uh, I'm I'm sure I'm, so you just gotta find sure. some hippie who makes it and then just yeah. hope to get it that way man yeah you extracts m- it whatever you say I might be able to sort you out with that really but uh, that's like, all hypothetical. Like five doses left. In. All right, all right. I wasn't really asking, but okay. <laughs> Somebody I once knew said they had a snuff film in their possession. And I was like, can I borrow that? And I was like, oh, dude, no, no. And it was something I barely knew. I wanted to see it so bad. It was something I barely, I just started comedy. It was like some upper level comic. He was like, I don't even know your last name. No, you're not getting my highly illegal video. <laughs> Oh man! What are the drugs out there? What's your dream drug that you got to try? I mean, I want to have like a real good ayahuasca experience. Yeah, me too. I, 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 you know what? I would. Would you ever go to Peru and do it like that? Yeah. You know, I talked with this Peruvian dude who's like, this city's the ghetto. It's like mm. a ghetto down there. Like it's dangerous. They'll rob right. you. Like, yeah, if you get a good guide and you're out in the jungle and everything, you should you should be fine. I've started but, to hear some cases of like rapes and stuff. Yeah, and and all that might be blown out of proportion it might too, be. but 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 regardless, I mean, I don't know. I I would rather 
again if if i do ayahuasca by myself and i have like a really bad time i'm like oh i should have i needed some guidance i do have because my my thing didn't take when i did those ceremonies yeah so the dude is gonna give me another Freebie. two ceremonies for free so my I'm friend try so she out. was on whatever that sassafras and something else and, and then she made her touch this crystal or something and she gave her some pill or some like shot of something and she was like hey i'm not i'm not feeling this i don't think i got the right amount and that shaman lady was like, all right, lay back, lay back. She took owl feathers and just started rubbing them over the, my friend's eyes. And then she just said she took off. Really? Yeah. And I don't think it's like connection with the spirit animal, the owl. I just made, maybe that relaxed her. Yeah, yeah, She took yeah, her yeah. mind off the trip instead of like, what are these owl feathers all about? And they're like, oh, I've forgotten. Well, it's interesting what can trigger things. I've had, so the craziest, the other crazy thing about DMT is now that I do DMT, um, now, when if I do a mushroom trip, I can sometimes I'll sometimes go into DMT, DMT land world. for like five ten minutes, like a regular Whoa. DMT trip. And the first time it happened, I was like hanging out with people. I didn't know it was going to happen, and I had to be like, "Oh, I got to take a break for a second. I'm going into DMT land." <laughs> and then I just had to go. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, I hope it's not like three hours of this." And uh-huh. and I snapped out of it like five or ten minutes later. But now if I do mushrooms by myself. If I do enough of them, if I'm sitting quietly and meditating, sometimes it's like I'll start to hear this vibration. I'm sure you've heard it at least once, like a wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah, I'll start to hear that. For sure. And then I can kind of start playing around with the frequency a little bit, and then I'll just hit this, like, right note, and all of a sudden it will just, like, explode into DMT land. I can only do it once um, in a a trip, but I, I can, if I'm by myself and I'm meditating... As far as I can tell, about every time I've done mushrooms by myself since then, I've been able to do that. Do you write this shit down? Observations and stuff? You try to be scientific at all about it? Yeah, I, I try to. I mean, I have a lot of like scientific theories about why we, uh, why the brain sees certain things the way that it does. Like, uh, for example, this one neuroscientist I interviewed. He, in his book, he was talking about how some people think that our brains run these simulations all the time. So, so like, I'm saying these words right now, and my brain's wondering, like, as it's selecting words, so should I keep talking about this? Do I sound crazy? And it's running, like, a simulation of, of all these different actions that I could take or word choices yeah. and seeing them out. And, and he was like, well, that's just too much processing for the brain to do. I, I don't think that simulation theory can be correct, but... One time on DMT, I saw it was like there's this choice that I could make, and then there was it like shot off in eight different directions, and I saw like all the rest of my life uh, in each it, direction, each sliding door. But it, but it was like uh, it w- it was like it wasn't like every second of it. It was like these moments of salience. So it was like I saw all these Christmas cards. So it'd be like oh. in in one Christmas card, I was a homeless person, and another one, I was like in a business suit or whatever. And who gives and, a homeless person a Christmas card? <laughs> <laughs> Where would they send it? I guess you give it right to them. I'm gonna give a homeless guy a Christmas card this year. No, I was homeless in the Christmas card, like it, with my family. But like, oh, all, like, oh, oh there were like, pictures uh, in the cards. Yeah, yeah, hey, everybody, yeah, yeah. we just wanted to tell you how we're doing. <laughs> Here's our homeless. <laughs> Again, not good. <laughs> another year, really, just yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad so but i I have seen uh, so i I know that our brains are running simulations i actually think that they're doing way more than that i think that they're going back in time to figure out like past experiences that you can use so like you can teach a like scientology uh, 
<laughs> you can teach a, a pigeon um, um, superstition, basically. So, so you you train really? a pigeon that it, that it does some action. It pecks at this thing four times, and it gets this reward, right? And then this dopamine's triggered in the in the brain with the reward. Well, then dopamine moves forward to seeing. So a light comes on, then it knows it can peck four times. Now dopamine is triggered when the light comes on. And the dopamine's now a motivator rather than the reward. It goes, ooh, I know what to do here. I peck this four times, then I get the reward. So it's like it's going back in time somehow and finding like, so it knows the appropriate reaction. And so anyway, so you can take these pigeons that have been trained that if they do a certain task, they'll get a reward. Then if you just randomly throw in a reward... It will just search back in time to like, what was I just doing? And if it was like wiggling one of its feathers, it will just keep wiggling just its it. feathers uh, or like one of its wings all the time. Superstition. Thinking, I guess this gets me this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, so, so like when I broke my feet hiking, which we'll talk about some other time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you land and then your brain immediately goes, oh, what if I hadn't listened to that person telling me I should do it? What, what if I had jumped differently? Mm-hmm. What if I missed this red light? I wouldn't have hit that car. Or that car wouldn't have hit me. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then not only are you going back in time, like I think, I think that when they say your life flashes before your eyes, I think that's a real big underestimation. I think you go back in time and then you get to these points of these choices, and then I think it runs a simulation of where you would be instead had you made a different action. But this like is moments, part of learning. But moments not like I had a chicken sandwich instead of a club sandwich. It's moments like, should I do a year in Israel or should I not? Right, right, I'm right. I'm going to take this other yeah, thing. Yeah, the, these bigger, like, costlier, higher reward kind of moments. Right. Yeah, so, so oh, there's things like that. So I, I have a bunch of different ideas like that that I've come up with solely from doing DMT, which I write down my little theories and hey, stuff. You write and a book sometimes about it. try to write, talk to neuroscientists about it. But there is, there's such a stigma that I don't like want to sound crazy, so I almost never talk about it on my own podcast. Damn. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty much never. I have, like, once or twice. About your theories? But- you don't bring it up to those neuroscientists? Sometimes afterwards, say, like, I'll be like, yeah, after the podcast, I'll be like, so you said this in your book, but I've seen this on a trip, and I'm Explained. pretty sure that, and they're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. But I don't have any, I don't have any, like, really good neuroscience friends at the moment. I've, I've made some friends in, like, psychology and that sort of thing, but I wish I had, like, a really good neuroscience friend that I could just sit down and hash right, out some ideas. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Um, yeah. and, and I also like What's the name of your podcast? Here we are Here we are Yeah New one each week I do also a bunch of different psychologists And I have uh, By the way, Shroomfest is coming July 16th through the 18th this year Oh Big international mushroom holiday uh, That's fantastic Yeah So we're All over It's all over the place? St. Patrick's Day for mushrooms <laughs> That's fantastic yeah. So Everyone's uh, doing mushrooms at some point, July 16th to the 18th. All right. I'm in. I'm down. Yeah. If you're looking, anyone out there, now's the time to find them. I'm telling you, they are ripe in L.A. They're everywhere. Yeah. Not ripe. Rife? Whatever yeah. that word is. But they'll be gone in a month, just like we said. All right. They'll all be taken. Yeah. That um, was our... Yeah, you should write a book, Shane. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting stuff, that's for sure. It's also like, I don't know. It, I, I don't mind talking about it when I'm a guest on podcasts, but I'm also just like, ah, 
half of this stuff sounds so crazy just as it's coming out of my own mouth. <laughs> yeah. That I, and first off, I don't even trust half of the memories, but but like I don't trust reality in general, you know? You need that people ask me about stories like that happened. I'm like, I'm pretty positive, but I really don't know anymore. Once I've told it on stage like 30 times, I'm like, I don't know. I have memories of telling it. Right. But and I don't know where it came from. Your memories get shaped and altered mm-hmm. and there's this disclaimer effect, which is so like like if I tell you, hey, don't trust this memory you know memories are fickle so you know this is just me reporting on what my memory is but uh, you know don't trust it that actually makes people trust you more oh because because what happens is then because i've said that i've set a disclaimer so now like non-consciously i'm allowing myself to exaggerate more and people don't account enough for the disclaimer like oh this guy's honest he's probably not making that up and so there's this it it goes both ways so now it stretches even further and this is what we call reality you know so it's very tricky to figure out yeah you ever had a memory just proven to be completely false where you see like evidence and you're like damn really that was in san jose i was positive that was new york oh yeah when i'm picturing the club it was at and also when it's you'll you'll like tell someone a story and then they'll tell you know the, the story gets passed around through a bunch of their friends and then you hear it back from some guy like hey I heard this story about you and then it's always the craziest oh, yeah. most like, ridiculous no, no, exaggerated no. Yeah, game yeah, of yeah. telephone ever <laughs> you yeah. know it's, sometimes uh, I'm like mm, yeah keep thinking that that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty cool yeah. I don't have to say it you say it though yeah, you say it so I'm not a liar <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm glad I'm your hero that's not at all what happened but <laughs> alright Shane where can people find know. you you got a twitter yeah, ShaneMoss.com, M-A-U-S-S, Twitter at Shane Comedy. M-A-U-S-S. Um, yeah. I say Moss a lot. It's Mouse? No. What, how do you Moss. say it? Moss. Yeah. Okay. It's spelled a little goofy. And yeah, what like, is like that? I said, I've, I've, I've shows in Portland, Oregon, and Acme when, in when, Minneapolis. When, when Portland? Um, uh, Acme is April 5th, uh, Portland Helium's April 13th. This is all my psychedelic show, too. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I, oh, I'm, Portland. It'll go good in Portland. Uh, 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 yeah, Oregon in general. I'm doing one in Salem, Oregon, and Bend, Oregon, which if you've never been to Bend, Bend is awesome. Really? Um, I've been to Eugene, and that's. Uh, I'm doing it in Eugene as well. Um, and so, yeah, all those are. A lot of this stuff's just been confirmed this week. So you're doing week, one-nighters? So. Yeah, just wow. a bunch of one-nighters around. And uh, it's nice. It's, I get little door deals and stuff like that. That's cool. They tell the make, crowd make this, more is what, money this is than, what it is? Yeah. What, off days? Like Tuesday, Wednesday or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I make sure that it's like I, I target the psychedelic crowd on Facebook and that, that sort of thing. You do the Facebook it, ads? Of like, if I'll, you, I'll if do you the like, ads if you like mushrooms and stuff like that. And That's a cool way to do it. Yeah, yeah. It works out. Um so uh and and uh yeah because so that's I, I mean pe- people people will show up and be like yeah i think it is i think it is too <laughs> people will show so up weird. not knowing what it was and have a good time anyway but that's because they're in a full room of full people of people that it. were laughing yeah, sure. and into it you know that's so just how subjective thing. stand-up is people are like that's right. not funny at all i'm like trust me if eight people would have been here that were on my side you would have loved it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. everybody would have had a great time i know it's so crazy yeah my favorite is when you get like in the front middle like the first row like four to six jovial fat black ladies that are just having a great time no matter what everybody's gonna have a good time oh, yeah, it just yeah, feeds yeah, out yeah, from yeah. there oh, every time yeah I, uh, I remember I did this joke on my first album that almost bombed every single time I ever did it in front of a crowd but the comics in back would laugh you know yeah. and I thought it was clever and like ridiculous and silly 
And uh, I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to put it on my album anyway. And that was the bit that, like, every, like, reviewer or whatever was like, if you're going to listen to one bit, listen to this. It's because it's, like, really strange. And so sometimes if a joke's, like, really weird, people don't want to be like, well, I don't want to be the only weird one laughing. But if they're just by themselves in a car, then they're, you know... Oh, then they can laugh at whatever they feel like laughing. Oh, right, yeah. You know, and the and the same holds true with like when I I've done I've done jokes on like I have a special on Netflix called Mating Season, and and because I was trying to do it's my first whack at doing science stuff. I made some of it way more broad than I would have liked to, just because I wanted to be highly accessible and and I wanted people to like listen to me talk about evolution and. Um, and then it's like, you know, those jokes will kill in a club, and then people listen to the special, and it's like, well, that was kind of hokey, or whatever, you know, so oh, yeah. so it's a very context-dependent. You must have a hard time, we should go, but you must have a hard time, because you, you do mostly the road. Yeah. But you're not like a road comic. <laughs> I know. So, like, how do you stop from developing those habits that have, that have played every some, other... you know, those, over, over the years. I, I have, but then you'll realize it, and then it'll be like... It, it, sometimes you'd be like, "Well, I'm just gonna find a way to make this work. I don't yeah. care." And then, and then things like my psychedelic show, I'm, is it's really just an excuse to talk about like perception and consciousness. But that's like, <laughs> okay, this is just my crowd. This is just weirdos that want to hear about psychedelics. Now I have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you I feel like. Do. Yeah, yeah, well, that is cool when you get all your crowd like, "Oh, you guys will, you guys will know this." Sometimes every once in a while. You get like fifteen super orthodox Jews come into the, to this place yeah. or other places, and you're like, "Oh, there's some references I can make. Yeah, that yeah. I can never make. I did this a, is gonna be fun for me." I did my psychedelic. And, and the black people in there are like, "Wait, what? What is that word? What does that mean?" I'm like, "This is how it feels to be in a Latino show, and they do every other punchline in Spanish, and you're lost, and everybody's dying laughing." <laughs> I was in Austin doing my psychedelic show, yeah. and this has never happened during it. But I just mentioned hot knifing. Yeah. And like, I got a huge round of applause from like maybe fifty people <laughs> that have been hot. <laughs> that, that, that all knew about hot knifing. <laughs> I just found out. It's the only reason I'm laughing. <laughs> That's funny. All right, thanks, Shaney. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's nice seeing you. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, talk to you later, guys. Everybody, watch this is not happening Tuesday nights. DVR it Tuesday nights at twelve thirty a.m. on Comedy Central. Okay. That's the episode. Man, interesting. Interesting. I got to do some more DMT, I think. Right? I got to do it again. I want to see that purple lady. I want to see the cartoons. Ask them questions. There's all these drugs I want to get to, but I just haven't gotten to them yet. Peyote. For sure. 
for sure uh, uh, like uh, ibogaine and, and and ayahuasca like that's all shit I want I don't know I gotta get to them all but it's like they, it takes time right it takes time anyway so that was the episode thanks Shane Moss that was cool as fuck that was cool as fuck I didn't know he's in any of that um yeah also Shane is a really I mean I guess I said it already he's just a really funny comic um alright yeah that's the episode I'm about to leave LA you guys I've been here uh three months it's almost time to get out Another two weeks left don't forget I got Irvine Improv on Thursday in Irvine sunny Irvine California and uh be there with Danish and O'Neill and Jerron Horton. And then I got Tempe, Arizona, the improv there. Oh, look at me. Fucking improv lackey. Um, the last weekend of no, March 31st, if there's one. And then April 1st and 2nd. Um, and one storyteller show left. A week from Tuesday. That's it. Tying up loose ends. Ooh, Roddy and the Rock's about to start. Do you guys know this show, Roddy on the Rock? This guy used to be like, run. He discovered like, no doubt. He discovered all these bands. He loved the Donnas. He used to love the Donnas. It's about to start. That's the best thing about driving a car again. It's been so long since I've driven a car. Do I just set at the right volume? I do. Um, you can listen to the radio. I mean, iPods are fine. You know, listen to podcasts is fine. I like radio, man. I'm a radio dude. Okay. Love line's over. All right, it's over. I want to hear the beginning of Roddy and the Rock. So this guy just has his finger on the pulse, and now he's relegated to twelve to three a.m. Twelve to three a.m. on uh, on K Rock on Sunday nights. Why is this car not going? Um, but his music is always cool. His musical tastes are fucking cool as shit. He really introduced me to the Donnas. But no doubt I discovered before I discovered him. All right, with this fucking DJ music, Love Line, come on, play Rodney. And the guy, they made a documentary about him, I guess. Is this it? Hell yeah. That's right. It is time for the original Rocky <laughs> on the Rock show. A lot of new music tonight. I got the new Bleached album. I got the Kills. I got Kitten. Um, uh, I got Shattered Faith and Josephine Orlan and the uh, Liberation. And plus um, Raven Horton Heat. And tons of new music. What can I say? All this on the Rodney on the Rock show. The guy's just cool. He doesn't sound cool. Let's turn this down. But he's got a fucking great taste in music. You should see the documentary. There's this girl. She hasn't been tooling him for fucking 20 years, but he's had a crush on her for 20 years, and she has no interest in dating him. They're like BFFs. Anyway, if you're ever in LA, you're driving your car on Sunday night slash Monday morning between 12 midnight and 3 a.m., 
Fucking turn on Rodney and the Rock. Um, uh, Alright, you guys. Well, that's the episode. Yeah, there's all these drugs I want to do. Fucking Shane seems like he's done all of them. He seems professional about it, too. Like, he's really thought it out. His intake and the dosages and what it does and, and 55 DMT drips. 55. Um, all right. Well, that's it, you guys. I guess we'll be done. Don't forget to watch Tuesday night, 1230 a.m., Wednesday morning. This is not happening. This week, it's a good one. Madrigal, Joe DeRosa, and Felipe Esparza, all stories about fights. We're calling a melee. Have you guys noticed by now that the intros are all linear? Every one of those intros for those for that storyteller show is all like, like Breaking Bad. Why is this car going in the complete wrong direction? Jesus, bro. If I could just wait. Drive down the wrong side of the road. A lot of people have original songs for their shows. All these podcasts have songs, like their theme songs. They're never that good. Oh, I guess Punch Drunk has it. Uh, all right, let's call it, right? Let's just call it. Guys, get that t-shirt, the new tour shirt, the end of the road tour. And also, if you want to see me, this really is the end of the road. At least a year after I record my next special, which is October 22nd. At least a year. I'm not hitting the road. So, an occasional comedy or music festival, just for fun, but maybe not even that. So see me when you get the chance. The last gigs I have, so I'll, I'll just tell you right now, the last gigs I have are, are, are Irvine on Thursday, next week Tempe, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, a comedy on state, um, may hopefully Appleton, Wisconsin, the day before, um... San Francisco at Punchline in May. Not, not much in June and July. Montreal, I'll go to again. We'll do this not happening. And then uh, Edinburgh, Scotland for the whole month of August, doing my hour. Which is torturing me right now. Fucking torturing me, some of these bits. Not coming together. Torturing me. That bit I had about... Uh, shitting myself on the Sydney Harbor Bridge that one tortured me about eight months couldn't find an inning uh, anyway so alright enough of this Rodney on the rock you fucking get to the, the stuff um, and then I don't know what I, I'll do something after after Edinburgh I might go to like Estonia and shit like that for, for a little while and tour uh, uh, you know Europe somewhere but only short and then I'll add four gigs Four gigs, five gigs, and then and then record my hour in Austin. Hope you guys can be there. They're not on sale yet. Alright. Oh, I'm going to Moon Tower in Austin too. I'm doing this is not happening. Two slash three this is not happening shows. Um Yeah. Alright. Bye. Mr. Sassafras, many things will come to pass. And the
smoke shall rise again To the place above where it began Place at last, then you need not use the looking glass. Yeah.